Greetings, power colleagues. Welcome to Innovator Tales, the podcast designed to ignite your innovator potential. In each episode, our host, Jen Walsh, engages with remarkable innovators, exploring the origins of their journey, the fuel behind their passion for innovation, and the driving force behind their solutions for positive change. Join us as we delve into their stories and prepare to be captivated by the inspiration they bring. Sit back, relax, and let these stories of innovation fuel your creative fire. Now, here's Jen. Hello, Power, and welcome to Innovator Tales. On today's podcast, we have a conversation with George Becker, Principal Substation Engineer and GIS SHMI in Power Delivery Substation Specialty Services Department out of our Fort Mill office. I'll quote Captain Kirk. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. You can always find another way to, to solve something or find another solution, So, or, or combine solutions with an all-of-the-above idea. George had the top idea from our first ever company-wide tournament. SMR in every town and a hydrolyzer in every substation. I can't wait for us all to learn more about the idea and what inspired George. Hi, George, and welcome to Innovator Tales. How are you today? Doing great, Jen. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming to the show and talking to our audience today about your idea last year. I know it was our first one, and there were a lot of ideas that were submitted, so um, we're glad that you're here today. Thank you. Help us understand who George Becker is, what your background is, and what drives you to be an innovator. Um, quick resume, really quick. 37-year utility career in uh, utility career in the industry. I've worked for two uh, two utilities uh, over my time in the industry for over 28 years, and then I uh, did some research at uh, Electric Power Research Institute, EPRI, and then came to power in 2016, um, and have been enjoying it ever since. So uh, it's been really great. Um, some of the things, you know, that, that I've learned, you know, that, that I've learned over the time that I've been in, my, in the industry is that sometimes you need to do some out of the box thinking. And, uh, uh, and, and that's, it's, it's one of the things that, uh, that, 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 that probably makes a good innovator, but, um, I didn't even know it at the time when I was doing it, but I tend to think out of the box here and there, you know, uh, on a lot of projects. So that's what, uh, spun me to, to kind of work on this project. That's great. Well, now that our audience knows George Becker a little bit better, tell us what was your innovation at the innovation tournament? My innovation was was an idea and it was more of a strategy. And it was uh, the fact that uh, uh, if we could put a, a small modular nuclear reactor, advanced nuclear reactor in every town, well, maybe not every town, but uh, in every county or whatever, and also couple it with some uh, some hydrogen production, um, we could have a very good, uh, really clean and renewable uh, energy source set um, that um, that would be would serve our country really well. So um, one of the things I saw was is that you know you know society is is, is trying to address decarbonization, and a lot of the policies that we're promoting now. Are promoting renewables that are, you know, uh, more intermittent, weather dependent, uh, non-dispatchable, and even in some ways bad for the environment, and and don't have a lot of um, what we would call high high enough capacity factor. Uh, they're not on all the time. Um, 
the uh, small module reactor uh, idea is, is, is it's a nuclear reactor. It's smaller, it's, it's sealed, and it's, uh, it, it's safe compared to the, uh, even safer than compared to some of our classical nuclear reactors now. And it's the opposite of what I just said before. It's not intermittent. It's not weather dependent. It's dispatchable and it's not bad for the environment. And, um, and it has a high capacity factor of like 90%. So it, that drove me to, to coming, bringing this idea out and trying to get power involved with it. I'm curious, and I'm sure our audience is curious as well. Why was your idea a strategy? Why was it not a product? I mean, tell us why the strategy moving forward. Why should power be a part of it? Well, power power offers engineering services as a, as their primary um, their their primary service, right? Mm -hmm. So um, so since it was not this is not a product. Obviously, this is a a trend that's that's that I that I felt is going to happen. Uh, just because we we need reliable power that's on all the time, and uh, the idea that if we have a strategy of power to get in front of this megatrend that's coming out, we have the opportunity to be able to pro provide engineering services and be a trusted advisor in this industry, you know, for these types of um, uh, of systems that uh, that are going to come out, uh, you know, these 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 modular reactor systems and micro uh, micro reactor systems that are going to be, uh, I think, we, at least I think, are going to be very um, very crucial to our uh, our energy sources for the uh, in the future. What was your aha moment? What made you think, you know, we need this as a society at power, you know, for the future? I, I read the news a lot and. Um, one of the things that I saw, you know, reading the news is how some of the energy policies that are being implemented in different areas in, the, in Europe, especially Germany, you know, presented some serious energy constraints on them because they went uh, very, very deep into um, uh, weather dependent and non-dispatchable renewable energy, meaning wind and solar. Um, and those are all good, good renewables. But. Um, they're 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 not good to be used as base load renewables to serve the base loads. Uh, you see the same some of these same policies popping up in California. Some of the same policies have popped up in Texas, and then we had a grid failure in Texas because of uh, of, uh, of, of weather related renewables and weather related generation sources. And that was kind of the aha moment for me, the Texas uh, failure, and that was that's when I said, "Geez, you know." <laughs> Nuclear power—it's uh, always on. Uh, we've got these—we've got this chance at, at putting in some of these smaller, modular, much safer reactors and distributing it across the the uh, the grid. That was sort of the aha moment and why I wanted to, to jump on this. George, after your idea was picked as the top idea for the innovation tournament, how did you work with the innovation team, and how was the team pulled together to work on this project? for the last year? Once it was, we got together, we all kind of agreed that it was a, a, a decent idea and other folks did too. Um, we, needed, we, we needed a roadmap, okay? So we needed to put together a roadmap of what we were gonna do going forward to get this to work and what we had to do with power to, to convince folks that this, this is something to look into. You know, we noticed it's, it could be, a, it's a potential revenue stream. We know that it's obviously, good for our decarbonization goals. 
because it's, you know, it, it, it pushes for, for very clean energy. And, and with those two things, plus the fact that, um, that uh, this is a, a, a trend that's, that's, that is coming up in the industry and it's obvious now more so in, the, uh, in, in, in some of the publications and in the industry publications, I think it was pretty, a pretty easy sell, actually. Tell us a little bit more about how this project progressed. Well, Jen, I think the major milestones in this thing, uh, in this idea and this strategy are, are, are to come. But uh, I, th- I think presenting the strategy was not was not that difficult because um, we've got those cases out there where you know we need to be uh, putting in you know sources that are not intermittent and not weather dependent. Um, I think the major milestone is in the future. I think it's uh, it's 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 getting commercialization of these products, and and I think I think power can help with that. And I think power can be a trusted advisor in this area. Um, I think us as an industry being too risk averse and not respecting, uh, you know, I mean, excuse me, re- respecting yeah, to, to embrace safe, reliable nuclear power is something that we need to overcome. There is a stigma about nuclear power that I think needs to be overcome. And, um, and I think that, you know, that the renewable industry will, will, will have said there will be some roadblocks. Uh, that we have to overcome as well from a financial standpoint. But I, I, I think that the physics is going to win out in the end in this. So um, that's just my opinion. Help me and our audience understand. You said this is just the beginning. There's still many milestones to come in this journey and that it is the future. How far in the future? How behind are we? Or tell us a little bit more about what that looks like and what those next milestones look like. So the technical milestones are still there. There's some. Um, there, there are some that have been overcome already. Um, there, are, there, are, there are certain manufacturers out there that are actually manufacturing these SMRs, these small modular reactors. And there are um, folks out there, companies out there that are uh, producing uh, uh, electrolyzers to make hydrogen. Um, we can put these things together. Um, the... Other than the technical milestones, the big milestone that I see coming up first is regulatory. Um, you know, this is nuclear power. Okay, again, we have a stigma on nuclear power, right? Um, it, the thing is, 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 is folks need to understand that uh, we've had uh, we've had these types of reactors or similar types of reactors on nuclear submarines and on nuclear aircraft carriers for the last fifty years, and sealed reactors are very safe, and, and it's something that we need to to get the regulatory industry, you know, part of our industry that, uh, to, to understand and, and, uh, and allow for commercialization. So that's, that's the first part, you know, that's probably the largest hurdle. Um, what resources have you used to get this far in your project? And what resources do you think that we need to utilize to be at the forefront at power when it comes to SMRs? Um, resources I've used Pretty much our, our, our information resources right now. I mean, um, I've done some, some a bunch of research on this stuff. Um, uh, also looked at some of the some of the different manufacturers of these um, these SMRs and and hydrolyzers. Uh, uh, different companies come to mind. I don't want to mention them here, but you know, but um, you know, and, uh, and and then for us to get involved with this. Well, we, we can get involved in this in, in a number of ways. We can get involved in it from an engineering standpoint, connecting these to the grid. We can get involved in a regulatory standpoint, providing uh, uh, advisory services from, for regulatory. 
we can get it, uh, involved in the planning stages for utilities when they're thinking about these things at their at their you know at their in their integrative integrated system planning level, which is early on. So there's a number of opportunities for us to be able to get involved with this and, and, and help in the industry. Sounds to me almost like there has to be a paradigm shift in the way that we think about it. You know, the way that society has thought about nuclear reactors for a long time. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that paradigm shift. Uh, I know you say regulatory a lot, but um, is there anything else that, you know, you and I or just someone, or the clients, the customers need to think about when it comes to this? Yeah, I think there's two steps to it. Like there's, there's, the, there's the step that we talked about just before where it's the view of nuclear power and the stigma that it might have. But before that, I think, I think we as a society have to take a different approach to our energy sources. We have to think about everything, all of the above, okay? Um, we can't just think of specific renewables as being, quote, like the silver bullet. Um, small molecular reactors are not going to be the, sil the silver bullet. They're going to be one tool in the toolbox. Maybe they are a big tool in the toolbox. We don't know if they are or not, but they're a tool in the toolbox. Uh, the other tools in the toolbox are, are wind, solar, geothermal, hydro, power, um, you know, pump store, you name it. But we have to think about it from an all of the above perspective and use the ones that are right for the right situation, uh, especially when we're trying to, um, to, to, to cover base load that's so important to our society and to our, and to our, um, our, you know, to our critical loads and our emergency systems that are around, you know, our hospitals, our, our schools, our, our, our nursing homes, things like that. So those are things we need to think about. Innovation is so much of an unknown, as everybody knows. I mean, that's the definition of innovation. You're going into something not knowing what's going to you know, be the result. Were there any surprises, challenges, or failures that you found along the way, along your journey of this project that you didn't think were going to be there? Um, I didn't experience too many failures on the stuff that I've done so far. I, I, have, I did experience a little bit more... Um, cynicism to the to the idea of going to nuclear power than I expected. You know, so a lot of people that you know when I talked to them about this, they uh, they said, "Lo, oh, the cost of nuclear power is way too high. You know, that's just not going to work." Um, but this isn't conventional nuclear power either. And um, yeah, and the, and the I mean, the other thing is, is oh, it'll never work because you know it's too many regulations. Well, you know, it, all right, that's fine. Uh, we. we we, we, we can take that, but we, we know the, the idea is, is you really don't want to give up on something. And, um, you know, I, I kind of believe that, you know, a problem, any problem can be solved and you can find a way to solve it. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll quote Captain Kirk. I don't believe in the no win scenario. And, uh, and, and you can always, you can always, you know, find another way to, uh, to, to solve something or find another solution so or, or combine solutions that, you know with an all of the above idea we're all curious where's the project at now do you measure it as it being a success well I, I think I think it's at, at the point now where, where where I think I think that power has realized that we can provide some services to do this um, and be a player in this. Uh, either in, in an advisory role or an engineering role, when when these things start to roll out, so I think I think our our um, 
our, our leaders and, 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 and our team that's been working on this has a, 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 a roadmap forward for this. And I think, you know, I think that we, you know, through some focus groups and things that, that like that here at Power, we can position ourselves to, to be out in front of this rather than following and then looking, looking for work that's associated with it. So I, I, I think that that's the, the biggest thing about this is we can put ourselves in front of this trend. If I was someone looking to get started in innovation, and what advice would you give that person? No, no idea is too big. I mean, you can come up with an idea, and I mean, it, it, it may it may trim itself down based on on your your abilities and what you can find and stuff like that. But no idea is too big. Um, and um, if you feel strongly about something, and you feel you can. You can produce an idea, produce a strategy, or or uh, come up with with, with, with a very innovative innovative solution. And you had the data the, the data to back it up. You're you're not going to have a problem. You're you're going you're going you're you're going to succeed. But again, it's all in the data to back it up. You know, an idea is an idea, but you do have to have uh, the data behind it to back it up. What's next? for this project, for the SMR project, uh, now that the innovation team and the initial project has um, kind of done a share back, um, what's the next steps? Well, I'm, I'm seeing that, that, our, that, that Power is going to uh, um, probably uh, initiate a focus group to, to get, this road, get a roadmap and a business plan or get, a, get this into our business plan so that we have uh, a strategy to like I said, to either provide advisory services or engineering services, or or even work with some of the um, some of the research going on at some of the places like Idaho National Labs to get involved with this stuff. Um, we we have a we have a, a we do have a, a somewhat of a roadmap, uh, but it's being worked on, and that's really the, the the next step. The next thing here is is the roadmap and the focus uh, focus group and and what what we can do next. What innovator mindset quality do you think is most important? Uh, tenacity. Okay. Just, you know, I mean, if you have, if you have an idea and, and you feel strongly about it, you just stick with it. You know, you may have to modify it a little bit. You may have to change the rules of the game a little bit, you know, to make it work for you. But if your core idea is good and you feel it's good, be tenacious about it and stick with it. Absolutely. Do you feel that curiosity is a quality that innovators, uh, not only need, but half, you know. I think curiosity is a core thing to, to, to innovation. You, ha you have to be curious, right? Um, and uh, it's, um, you know, you, you got to ask those questions, you know, what if, why not? You know, what if, you know, the, the why question and the what if questions are, are, are what drives this whole thing. You know, and then it ends up kind of being part of your nature. Um, <laughs> if you're, you know, I, I and, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, you see kids who are like four five, six years old and say, why? What if? And, 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 and us adults, we look at it and we go, oh, well, that's not the way we always do things. Well, that's a bad uh, thing to get into. Listen to the kids. They actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great when kids start asking why. Not only are they asking why because they're curious, but it makes you think about the reasons why. I know my daughter, she asks me why all the time. 
growing up, well, why do I have to do this? Or why is it this way? And I was like, oh, let me think of a reason, you know, so it kind of brought that mindset forward. Well, why not? Why not? Why can't I do this? Yeah, exactly. Um, what's a new technology or something com- coming out of the industry that you're most excited about and why? So, yeah. So, so one of the things that I work on and I, I'm excited about it too, because it happens to be part of decarbonization and that uh, is, um, and happens to be in our industry and, 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 and what I work on is, is, uh, is the getting rid of the use of, uh, a gas called sulfur hexafluoride, which is, uh, found in all of our circuit breakers. <laughs> and a lot of our electrical equipment, and it has a really bad global warming potential. It's 23,000 times as bad as CO2 equivalents. Um, we're working on that right now. I'm, I'm excited about it because I'm heavily involved with it, and uh, we've, we've, got, you know, we've got solutions for probably 60 to 70% of the TND system. Um, and you know, the last part of it, the, the high fruit on the apple tree is, is the hardest to get, right? So we're working on that right now. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's exciting. It definitely sounds exciting. I like to leave our audience with one last thought from George Becker. What book or podcast would you recommend for, to our listeners and why? All right. It's going to sound a little corny, but <laughs> I'm going to say it. Um, a lot of years ago, Based and you can this will probably tell you how old I am, but a lot of years ago I read uh, *The Art of the Deal*, and it's by Donald Trump. And my motivation was not financial, and it wasn't political, it wasn't anything. But the one takeaway I got from the book was there's always a way to promote your idea or your position if you can back it up. And I said it before, you you know if you have the data, um, you can do it. And if it's a good idea, it's going to fly. And that's what I got out of that book. Well, that sounds like a great book. Um, Thank you, George, so much for taking the time today to talk to us, our audience, Power. We really appreciate your time because we know you're very busy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Jen. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast again. You can give us an update or something else you're doing. Anytime. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Innovator Tales. We are here to ignite that spark within you and propel you towards innovation greatness. If you are uncertain about sharing your innovative idea, let this podcast serve as your inspiration. There's no downside to sharing a concept that could revolutionize society, elevate our clients' experience, and supercharge our power team. If after listening, that light bulb is glowing above your head, don't wait. Seize the moment and submit your idea. It's never too late, and the perfect time is now. Head over to our innovation platform, The Power Plant, through the quick link on Portal. Dive into the hub of innovation where you can submit your idea, explore what's buzzing, and even drop a comment on someone else's brilliance. Remember, your idea could be the missing piece to our puzzle. Let's build a legacy of innovation together. Don't just listen, participate. The power is in your hands. Submit that idea and let's create something extraordinary. The Innovator Tales podcast is produced here, in-house at Power Engineers, by Mindy Edgar and Jeff Poole. If you have comments or a suggestion, send us a message at innovation at powereng.com. And until next time, thanks for listening.